Couch Talk Sports. I'm back with another episode. The podcast is going lovely. It's doing so good on Spotify and Apple. If you hadn't had a chance to go listen to any of the podcast content, please go to Spotify and Apple Music. We are on Spotify and Apple Music. Once again, I bring back my guest, my homie, my friend, Noons. What's up, man? Hey, long time no see, Suits. Good I know, back, I know. Last time I seen you, we had the, some good talk. The last basketball episode I had to skip, but you know, you know, you were kind of upset about that one. <laughs> hey, I was a little mad, but that's okay. We're at the end of the bubble, and now we can talk some real, real, real Right? Things. We done made it through the seeding rounds. We done made it through the seeding rounds. But before we go, you know, talk about the seeding rounds and talk about the playoffs as we're going to do in this episode, let's talk about the bubble. How you feel about it so far? Hey, I mean, it's successful. It's a, <laughs> they, they have no positive tests. I mean, that's more than, you know, non-bubble sports can say, obviously. Right, like baseball. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> your, your Cardinals out here ruining everything. Hey, yeah, hey, trip to casinos through Minnesota, the Marlins. We're taking a trip somewhere in Atlanta. <laughs> hey, baseball looking bad right now, but we're not going to talk about that. That's a whole nother podcast for another day. The good, the bad, and the ugly. But I'm loving the NBA right now. Like you said, zero positive tests. Um, last round, the test came back, I believe, was July 30th, July 29th. Zero positive tests in the bubble. How do you feel about the whole no crowd and how that's affecting the players? And what about that stuff? Hey, honestly, like visually and watching it wise, I don't miss fans at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, like maybe it's because the games are so close and they've been so good that like I don't really care. But then again, like I don't really miss like the panning to the crowd and stuff like that at all. Like. Yeah, I know. I think they've been doing a good job with the crowd, too. They've been making some noises. Um, the virtual fans is really good. I mean, every time they score a bucket, like you get crowd noise. You get the virtual fans on a teleprompter and stuff like that. I really like that. I really also think, uh, this is just my theory, the reason why the games are so close and players are playing out their mind. Warren, Booker, it's a lot of players playing out their mind. I think having no fans really helps some of these players. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to, the pressure on them to perform in front of the fans you don't have crowds booing them cheering them so i think you just play like you're playing an open gym what do you think about that yeah. point yeah i mean the thing that people always say is right uh, role players play better at home than on the road mm -hmm. and now there's no road games so right. you you see that increase in the role players there's no difference whether you know on the home or on the road there's no splits so it seems that they're playing they're better right it's like playing open gym with your friends and your homies but instead you know, it's a real competition. They, these people do this in the Drew League all the time. Like, exactly. Man, I wish the Drew League was here this summer, but the Drew League won't be performing in L.A. this summer. I'm kind of mad about that. I really go with that all summer. <laughs> and I think it's a, it also, you know, they've made the comparison to AAU basketball, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the people in the league now grew up in, like, this type of setting. Small crowds, multiple games going on, staying in hotels for weeks at a time. Like, they're used to this. A lot of these players are young. That's a lot of people made that comparison for the Suns, right? Yeah, for the Suns. I mean, they're playing great ball. Actually, they just ended their seeding round 8-0. and That's their first eight-game winning streak in about four or five years. Actually, their longest winning streak in about four or five years. 
Oh, uh, now it's all on the Blazers. Can the Blazers just lose so the Suns can get in? I would love to see Devin Booker in the playoffs. I really wanted the Grizzlies to lose, but they already won today. They beat the Bucks earlier today. The Suns beat the Mavericks earlier today. So we're waiting on the Blazers to play. And then if the Blazers win, they're in. If they lose, then the Suns are in. And we'll get that Memphis Grizzlies-Suns matchup. I think the world won the Suns. Um, Blazers matchup for the play-in games. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's obviously what I'm rooting for. I mean, watching Damian Lillard and Devin Booker just light up a scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> but me personally, for the playoff-wise, I mean, I'm a little overplayed on the Blazers, but at the same time, like, Damian Lillard is the only one that can really put pressure on LeBron James. Right, only one that can put pressure on him, and Pat Bev and PJ, PG woke him up, woke him right on up. <laughs> he missed a couple of free throws last week. They were doing a clowning on Twitter, and Dane was like, okay, y'all know my name. I love at the end of the game the other day when he won that game. He was like, y'all know my name. <laughs> y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what I do. <laughs> I don't know if he's missed a shot since, man. Uh, <laughs> the, the closest thing he came to missing a shot was that deep three to put him at 61 when he hit the back of the rim. And it came, right. yeah. <laughs> That was great. That's a great. But it's still been a lot of great players in this bubble. TJ Warren, he surprised me. I know he was a scorer coming out of NC State. He kind of showed a little potential when he was with Phoenix. He got traded to Indiana, but nothing like this. Averaging about 35 points a game inside the bubble. Looking like the bubble MVP. They are going to be giving out awards in the bubble. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think <laughs> bubble awards, I mean, they're just trying to do something, you know, come with anything. I'm pretty sure the players will appreciate it but like I said I think TJ Warren one of the players that benefit from no fans being there he could just be himself play ball don't have to worry about anything no distractions I'm not buying the hype though man he played great don't get it wrong like don't get me wrong but he's a known I mean for lack of a better word a known loser right he keeps <laughs> getting traded from these teams that are getting better when he leaves and they're getting rid of him for nothing I yeah mean, the Suns caught like a like Cash considerations. That's it. They, 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 they didn't get anything yeah. for him. They gave him away. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot about like Wilson Chandler when he went on like that one run in the playoffs and then got paid out right after and hasn't done anything since. Yeah. Like if I'm a team, I'm not paying TJ Warren, but it's been fun to watch. Yeah. And he, he still got he still got the playoffs. They're not out of it yet, Noons. They got he got the playoffs. He got the playoffs. Hey, for your sake, you better hope they're out of it, man. Right. Hey, hey we're going to see. That's that's going to be a good matchup, that 4-5 Miami Heat-Indiana Pacers matchup. Before we move to the playoffs, one more thing. Doris Burke pointed out a good point. I think she got this point from Jalen Rose or somebody else. I'm not sure. But, you know, at the beginning of the bubble, there was a lot of fouls being called, and it continued to be a lot of fouls called. She said that's because the referees could hear the contact better with no crowd. What do you think about that point? I mean, I buy it. I mean, this is not just an adjustment for for players. It's an adjustment for referees, too. Like, this is a whole new game. You saw even during the, the scrimmages, refs were teeing people up like, <laughs> right in a game that didn't even matter. So, right. They were like, teeing players up and talking trash. Like, no, nah, ref, you got to have to let those slide. So I think, like, I mean, once we get into the playoffs, this was a warm-up for them, too. Like, they'll go back to holding the whistle a little bit, I like, I hope and I think. But... 
Yeah. That makes sense. Like I said, they're adjusting just as much as the players are. Yeah, I think everybody's doing a great job. You know, I think the players, I think the NBA, I think the refs, the coaches, doing a great job bringing this thing together. I know it was a little bit of hesitancy doing it. Can they make it eight to 12 weeks without a coronavirus positive test? A, a month in, they're doing, they're doing pretty good. I'm happy what's going on now. But let's get to the bigger picture. Hey, I got one more comment. One more okay, comment go ahead. Go ahead. I think a thing to that like I noticed in the bubble is these younger players taking like a step forward, right? Mm-hmm. Like Michael Porter Jr. for example, or like you know I watch a lot of Thunder basketball because I'm a big fan. Their rookies in in Dort and Darius Baisley like look night and day different. Yeah, it's because it's because it's really like their second year now, right? They're not rookies anymore. Not rookie, yeah. like a second year player. This is like their third year because they have the longest break that they'll even <laughs> ever have. That's true. That's true, right? They'll be going into summer training camp right now, and yeah. you know their second, third year instead of you know actually coming back and continuing their second season. So you've been visually like able to see the growth. So to me, it might be kind of fascinating to see now even what happens with this offspring, this off season, right? It's a little shorter than normal, yeah. but. Will they be able to take like even an extra step, like more better shooting or whatever, like whatever small adjustment it may be? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. They did get an um, extended break to come back a little bit better in four months. You got a lot to improve in four months. And Michael Porter Jr. That I think he's going to be special. I seen him against the Lakers the other day. He was reverse laying up. He pulled up in transition. I think he's averaging about twenty eight and ten in his seeding rounds. And I think he's going to be special. And this is his first year, right? Man, oh, it was actually his second year because he set out his first year because he was hurt. So yeah, this is his second year. One no player. You said improved with the after the postponement, but let's get into the playoffs. Actually, let's talk about the play-in. Do you want to see Portland versus the Grizzlies, or do you want to see the Suns versus the Grizzlies? Because the Grizzlies are already in. Well, I want to see Portland because I want to see Portland Lakers more than I want to see any other matchup. Yeah, but I think as far as like an actual like fun game to watch in the playoffs, the Suns. And the Grizzlies, I think, would be more, like, entertaining, if that makes sense. It would be a little bit more entertaining. I mean, I want to see Devin Booker. I know the Lakers will sweep. The Suns, it'll be 4-0. The Blazers, it could be 4-2. We we got to talk about the Blazers are back healthy. A lot of – so the Blazers – had a losing record when the season was postponed because a lot of players were injured. But all their players are back now. Collins, Nurkic, and they got they added Carmelo Anthony. McCullum got a fractured back, you said, so that's going to be something to pay attention to. Um, how long can he go? He played the last three games with a fractured back. That's going to have to something you have to pay attention to. But I want to see Devin Booker. I'm being biased at this point. I hope Portland loses tonight, and I hope Devin Booker gets a chance to play the Grizzlies. <laughs> I'm just going to be biased. Can I be biased for once? <laughs> for once. All right, man. All right, for once, I guess. <laughs> for once, for once. But if Dane get in, he could. anything's possible. I don't see the Blazers beating the Lakers, and I maybe a, in five the Lakers will take that in that 1-8 matchup. But hopefully Devin Booker can get in. What series you you looking for so far though? If you're just looking at the matchups in general, both in both the Eastern and the Western Western Conference, the four fives are probably like going to be the most you know close and tight knit. But I really want to see uh, Luca in the playoffs personally. Luca mm. and Porzingis have been playing well, playing very they, well, very well. I don't think they beat the the Clippers, but I think it's going to be entertaining. Luca himself is entertaining, and it's it's his first time in the playoffs too. And he's been playing like an MVP, right? I mean, oh yeah, and he's special. I, 
<laughs> I think it's going to be exciting to see him in the playoffs, so I'm looking forward to that. But then, you know me, I think that that Thunder Rockets series is something fun. I mean, the storylines in that alone is, is crazy. Chris Paul against James Harden, Russell Westbrook against OKC, if he plays. I mean, Yeah, if he plays, he's injured two with a hamstring. Yeah, I mean, this Dolan and, and Chris Paul have <laughs> beef. Like, I mean, the storylines in that will be entertaining. Could well. you imagine if that game was actually played in a regular NBA setting with Westbrook going back to OKC and Chris Paul going back to Houston? I think that will be so dramatic. It's still going to be a high-level series either way it goes, so evenly matched. But I think if that round was played in a normal setting, it will be insane with the trash talk that will be going on. Yeah, no kidding, man. I, I think it's going to be exciting just because, you know, obviously the Rockets committed to small ball and they play tiny, but the Thunder's best lineup is three-point guards, so they play small too. That's something to watch. But then, I mean, obviously, I think the Heat Pacers, you can speak more to that. Than yeah. Could, but they'll be fun to watch too. That should be fun to watch. Both teams are defensive. I think Miami has a little bit more offensive output with Robinson and Hero. And you got Nunn, Jimmy Butler, you got Bam. Indiana has some players. Oladipo hasn't been playing up to par here lately. Hopefully he could get it going. Like we said, TJ Warren's been playing out of his mind. They don't have Sabonis. They do have Turner who could put points on the board. I think Miami should win that in six, maybe. But I can see it going seven. But the biggest thing is there's no crowd. There's no crowd. So if Miami, even though Miami's the four seed in Miami, they will have that, you know, that home court advantage. But I think with no home court advantage, that's going to play a pivotal role. And that's another reason why I think there's been a lot of close games because there's no crowd. So teams don't have that momentum to, you know, to feed off of. So a lot of teams would come back like playing an open gym, as you said earlier. I really like that matchup, too. I One I'm intrigued in is the Boston-Philadelphia, the 3-6. Because Embiid is hurt, Simmons is hurt, Boston was looking pretty good in the bubble. You think Philadelphia has a chance to upset Boston? I think if Philly was healthy, that would be the dark horse, but not healthy. I don't think they have a chance. Yeah, I think no Ben Simmons hurts them, and their guard play really isn't good. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where the Celtics, you know, thrive. I mean, they have wing players all day like if yeah, you really all day go, all they go like five six deep on the wing and i just don't think you know the sixers can really play to that if Embiid's healthy i mean it's shown in the past that when either Embiid or simmons is out the other one plays phenomenally right like, yeah. are just a yeah. better team. <laughs> so i hope Embiid's healthy so we can possibly see at least a good series but yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. They said he's going to be ready to go for the playoffs, but he twisted his ankle pretty bad in last week in the game. So we don't know how that's going to play out. But I, I like Boston. If Philly was healthy, I would like Philadelphia. But going back to the Dallas Clippers series, I think that series is going to be better than people think. Cause Porzingis is healthy now. Can we talk about Porzingis? He's been balling in the bubble. He's averaging about 30, which is about 10 more points than the average in the regular season. And he's looking like that second player that could help Luka out. Yeah, he's good. I think they're going to be fun to watch in the next coming years. And I think they're going to be fun to watch now. You know, the, the Mavericks love their European players and they're doing it again. <laughs> it's just... It's just like, how deep can they go? That's yeah. the real question. I mean, it helps out Luca's going to play 38, 40 minutes a, a night. Yeah, he's, yeah, they're going to put a lot of pressure on Luca. That might be too much pressure. 
they have the wings to do. I mean, he's going to be guarded by Kawhi and PG all night. Yeah, for yeah, definitely. And I also think that they lack that fourth quarter clutch performer. Even though Luca could be that in the fourth quarter, they go dry a lot, especially here in the bubble lately. Yeah, I mean, defense gets tougher typically in the playoffs, and you have to be able to play half court. The Mavericks don't really do that as much. I mean, they're a very efficient team. They're one of the best offensive teams all year. Like I said, I mean, if the Clippers are healthy, when you have Patrick Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard out there, and they can switch on those screens, and yeah, they don't have to guard them all game. They just only have to guard them a quarter at a time. (laughs) Is PG showing up this year? Playoff P, is he showing up this year? He's been looking good in the bubble. There's a lot of players looking good in the bubble. I keep mentioning that. PG's been one of those players looking good in the bubble. I don't want to talk about no playoff P, man. That shit let me down. When he was on the Eastern in the Eastern Conference, playoff P was a thing. When he was on the Thunder, man, that boy was non-existent. He was non-existent, and Dame sent him home last year. I think he's gonna perform this year. I think he's at the level where he needs to be. He's fully healthy. The four months look like it helped him out, and I think he's gonna perform to the potential that he can. He's gonna be that second player that Kawhi is gonna need. Kawhi's been looking a little bit gimpy here in the bubble, but I think he's just getting his legs under him. If playoff P can be that person that he needs to be, I can see the Clippers making a deep run. Everybody has them going to the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers anyway. But um, we don't even talk about that. We mentioned that on our previous podcast. Any other series looking forward to? You would say Jazz Nuggets. I mean, there's lots of good players in that. But I think the Jazz are kind of just like shorthanded, right? Yeah. They they just don't look – they look kind of lost out there. They They went from the the what? The fourth seed to the sixth seed or third seed to the sixth seed? They just don't look they they don't look right out there. They're missing uh Bogdanovich or whatever. He was twenty points a game for them, shooting forty percent from three, and they're missing him. Not to mention the beef that they said was settled between <laughs> Mitchell and Gobert, but they don't look good. I thought going into the year when they got Mike Connolly, I thought they were gonna be good. I was like, man, these guys can play defense. They have a point guard that can shoot now, which was always an issue because they had Rubio. But they just haven't – they just don't look good. So yeah, they haven't I looked think, good. I, I think the Nuggets can handle that. But. Yeah. I know. I think the Nuggets going to handle them. I want to talk about them a little bit more because Michael Porter Jr. is coming into his own. They already have Jokic. They have Murray. They have Harris. And they have Millsap. Bo Bowl is coming into his own. I think they have a pretty deep roster. And sometimes they have players scoring that you don't even know who they are. Like Craig. You have Grant. You have Monte Morris. Some of these players, they're good players. I mean, they're probably average players. They probably wouldn't be great on another team. But I think they have the depth to actually match up with the Clippers and Lakers. You think they have a shot when it comes to Clippers-Lakers? Because they're going to be playing the Clippers in the second round. I do think that they're deep, but I think depth doesn't really help as much as it does in the regular season in the playoffs. I mean, rotations are shortened. Most coaches go to an eight- to nine-man rotation. Mm -hmm. So... The Lakers aren't going to be playing their 10th man. It's not going to be a 10th man versus the 10th man, right? Right. (laughs) So I don't know how much that helps them. Um, If someone gets hurt, obviously that's big. But I think depth helps more in the regular season than in the playoffs. I do like the Nuggets. They're like the anti-Rockets. They they got a bunch of people over 6'10", 7' out there. Uh, I do worry if that's going to transition, right? I mean, they're not... I don't know if you can play that that many big men at a time, yeah. especially when there's going to 
it's wing heavy and guard heavy in the West. So. Yeah. And Gary Harris hasn't played a game yet. He isn't back. They said he's looking to play tomorrow. So we're going to see about that. And we're going to see if they can, you know, actually make a run this year. I like him. And if Michael Porter Jr. continues to play the way he's playing, I think that um, Denver could actually make some noise in the Western Conference and potentially, not saying they are, they could potentially cause trouble for the Los Angeles Clippers in the second round if they make it past the Utah Jazz, which I foresee them doing. Also, I want to talk about this one matchup that I really think is going to be really good, even though I think that it's going to be easy work, which is the OKC-Houston Rockets matchup. I really like that matchup. I know you're OKC fan, Noons, but I think James Harden is going to make it past the OKC. I think James Harden is really going to perform up to the level that he needs to perform up to this year. I know you like the sound of that. I know you like the sound of that. But what are your thoughts on Harden? James Harden's a phenomenal player. When he was on the Thunder with all of them, he was actually like my favorite guy to watch play. I liked <laughs> him come off the bench, left-handed jumper, left-handed jumper, beautiful. I mean, he has a track record of a lack of success in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, he does. And with no rust, at least for the first couple games, if the Thunder can steal one, maybe two, they're in trouble. I would normally say I would my non-biased world, I would say it would probably be Rockets in seven, but no <laughs> Russell Westbrook, and if they steal an early game, anything can happen. I mean, Chris Paul playing with a huge chip on his shoulder. Like I said, the Thunder can go match downward in the in size of them, playing three-point guards at a time. They penetrate, they can kick, and the Rockets are shallow in depth, like period. Like after their starting lineup, That's true. Who, That's very true. who do they have coming off the bench? And you're taken away from that bench with Russell Westbrook being out. They run five deep anyway, so now when James Harden comes off the floor – for those five or six minutes, what happens then? You're not going to mm. score. Yeah, they did get Aaron Gordon back. Um, he played yesterday. He's been out uh, for a while. They got Austin Rivers back. P.J. Tucker, Coven 10, Daniel House, just regular starting guards. Um, sorry, guards, regular starting roster. Westbrook being out is going to cause some problems in that series, but I think Houston can make it past OKC. And are we counting on Chris Paul this year? We're counting on CP3. He's going to make it through a full playoffs. He doesn't need to make it through a full playoffs, man. To me, this is the Western Conference Finals, man. <laughs> he got to make it through one series, man. Hey, can we show SGA some love, man? That kid that is. That guy's a baller. He's balling. He's balling. I like to definitely show him some love. I man. think OKC benefited from the bubble, too. I think their young players, like you said, really benefited from the bubble. They came back. If Dort's knee is okay, that kid is like a Marcus Smart like clone. Mm-hmm. He's just a little bulldog. Can't shoot worth a lick. Thinks he's a point guard, but he will D you up full yeah. court all day. Yeah. Like I said, I try not to let my emotions get in the way, especially when I have to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, got, we have to be non-biased for the crowd, for the fans. We got to be non-biased for the listeners, the listeners. I'm just saying, I think the Thunder are a tough out. No one really wanted to play them in general. They play, they play as a team. They like each other. They have good chemistry. They play defense and they play hard. I'm not saying they're going to win. I think it's going to go seven. And mm-hmm. no Russell Westbrook, I think, helps, obviously. But Chris Paul's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. And the Thunder have nothing to lose where the Rockets have everything to lose. James exactly. That's, 31. That's, yeah. Russell Westbrook's 32 on big contracts. They don't have money to go and improve their roster. So they're either going to have to win now or implode. 
and for my sake, we own all their picks, so I hope they employed too. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. You've been talking about those picks for a while, those OKC picks. I be getting phone calls late at night. We, I need, I need this team to win. I need this team to lose. <laughs> those are funny. There are a couple other playoffs matchups, but I think we're gonna, we're not gonna talk about those much. Milwaukee playing the Magic. That should be a four-game sweep. Giannis should be back after suspension, ready to go. I see that being a sweep. Los Angeles Lakers, depending on who they get, if they play the Grizzlies, it's going to be a sweep. Suns sweep. If they play Portland, then I think that's going to be about 4-1, 4-2. Yeah. Toronto Raptors, Brooklyn Nets, that's going to be easy sweep. I don't even know why Brooklyn came to the bubble. They <laughs> Them and the Washington Withers, I don't even know why they're in the bubble, but – they were the seventh seed when the season postponed, and now they have to play the Toronto Raptors. I see that very Van Fleek has been balling. Can I talk about him for a second? He has been balling. He's looking like he's going to take Lowry's spot here in a couple years. So Lowry should put himself on the clock. We'll see, man. It's contract year for him. Someone's going to pay him, and they're going to have to match. So yeah, somebody's going to have to match that contract, and I think the Raptors are going to pay him that money. They might have started looking at other places for Lowry, for Kyle Lowry. That's the first round right there. It's been a good episode. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, nah, man, I'm taking any and all bets from all listeners, all <laughs> all participants. Mitsu um, <laughs> has my number. If y'all need it <laughs> for all participants. <laughs> hey, I just want—I just also want to, you know, give Adam Silver a shout out. He's doing a great job with the NBA right now, bringing the NBA back. They had a plan. Everybody's following protocol. Everybody's doing what they need to do. Players are a little bit, you know, um, we could say he's a little bit sad because, you know, it's not a normal environment and they can't bring family into the bubble. But the NBA is going to work into letting players bring people to the um, to the bubble. They have to quarantine, of course. They'll be there August 31st. Let's talk about that. What do you think about LeBron saying that this has affected him in a way that he wasn't affected before by? I don't know how to tell. I can't tell you how people feel or how they're taking things emotionally or not, but I find it hard to believe that LeBron James hasn't spent four weeks away from his family at a time before. <laughs> yeah, he's saying that some of the off of the things, off the court things has affected him and that affected, you know, his play and that affected the team. He's feeling kind of down and sad about, you know, being away from his family, not playing in front of a crowd. He has a good point though because he has been playing in front of packed gyms for about 20 years, all his life probably, and not having the fans and he probably feeds off the fans. So I can see that affecting him. And I think that's another reason why the NBA is going to start letting family and children come to the bubble. As long as they don't ruin this for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been going, it's been going so great, huh? It goes so great. Hey, but, but you have to be a long, long, long-term family member. You can't bring any crazy outsider to the bubble. We know, we know, we know J.R. Smith is in the bubble. We know there's a lot of players. We got Lemon Pepper Lou, you know, Lou, but... Yeah, is, Lou, is Lou bringing his two, his two girlfriends, Blondie Burnett? <laughs> yes. Hey, don't ruin this. You guys are doing a great job, players. NBA, definitely doing a great job. I'm excited about it. The playoff starts soon, and we're going to be here for you and break it all down for you. We broke the early first round down. When the second round gets here, we're going to send another episode out. Thanks, Noon, so much for this episode. I'll be good soon. Yep, Couch Talk Sports. <laughs>